This is the Wally Show podcast. To hear the live version, check us out each weekday morning through the Way FM app or at our website, wayfm.com slash Wally. The Wally Show podcast is brought to you by Colorado Christian University Online, where Wally teaches and where you can earn a degree online just like Betty Rock. You can learn more at ccu.edu slash Wally. This podcast is also brought to you by United Faith Mortgage. Let their direct lender advantage save you time and money. Uplifting Way FM. Here's what's going on today. This year's Super Bowl will be a history maker thanks to two players, Jason Kelsey of the Philadelphia Eagles and his younger brother, Travis Kelsey of the Kansas City Chiefs, will be the first ever brothers to be playing against one another at the big event. Did I say all that right, Gavin? You you did say all that right. I didn't know that. You didn't know this? No, I didn't know they were the first brothers ever. But you knew they were brothers. Okay, so it's kind of like a civil war. Well, it may have happened in the past where two brothers played on the same team. But not against. But not against each other. The clash of the Kelseys. I love it. The boys' biggest fan, their mom, Donna Kelsey, has always supported each of their sporting careers. At one point when both boys were in their NFL wildcard games on the same day, she drove 1,300 miles in one day just so she could be there in person for both. Wow. Now that's a good mom and really trying to prove that she doesn't love one more than the other. (laughs) Exactly. But there's one that is a favorite. you got to know that. Now with Super Bowl 57 looming, Donna was asked her thoughts on seeing both of her boys on the same field. She stated that since childhood, they've always been very competitive towards one another. And that even with age, neither are still good at losing. (laughs) I get that. That's why they do what they do for a living. Yeah, their dad is thankful for the fact that both his sons won't be on the field at the same time since each play for their team's offense, Mm -hmm. meaning it probably, quote, rules out any fist fights. Oh, that would be great. They just go at it. So they're on the same, they're, they both play offense, so they just, I could see the frustrations, and finally one of them just walks over to the sideline, hits the other one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and if you're like me, you're wondering which jerseys the parents wear yeah. at the event. Well, I'm not sure, but there is a photo of Donna, their mom, sporting a jersey that's perfectly halved with both players' <laughs> teams and numbers. That's nice. And it's great because when you put it together, the last name is still the same on the back. That's oh, true. You cut it down the middle. It's perfect. <laughs> yep, exactly. There you go. That's a good mom, man. Uh, mm-hmm. Unbelievable. I hope they take care of her. And, you know, it's really cool. They'll be. Uh, I wonder what the cake at the end looks like, too. Like. Congratulate, not lation. Yeah, you can't you know? congratulate. Yeah, like you have a half and half cake. There's a consolation half and a winner's winner. cake. Loser. Exactly. <laughs> All right, well, that's going to do it uh, for your news. Thank you, Lady Rock. I'm in love. I'm in love, and I don't care who knows it. Uplifting Way FM. This is the Wally Show, and they say absence makes the heart grow fonder, and I think there's something true to that. Uh, my uh, wife is living her best life without me right now. Uh, She's down at Disney, hanging out with my daughter and my sisters and just having a great old time. I'm here working. Uh, and Paying so, the bills, yeah. being responsible. Providing for yeah, her exactly. weekend. Yeah, she's retired. I'd like to retire, but I cannot because of her lifestyle. Uh, <laughs> no, and so uh, you think about it. Betty had asked me the other day, you know, she was like, uh, you know, I bet uh, you, you miss her, you know, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I do. Now, I do get more things done, like, because I'm a very task-oriented person, and, mm-hmm. and she's very social, and so she, like, if we're ever just hanging out, it's like, oh, well, let's watch a movie together today or something, and, and it's like, okay, I, that's 
awesome and I'll <laughs> shelve what I was going to work on that day mm-hmm. to spend time with her, you know. Mm-hmm. Sacrifice. And, yeah, and so when she's gone, I get a lot more done. But uh, Betty asked a question. She was like, well, what do you miss about her when she's gone? And uh, I didn't think very long because I knew, I mean, there's a <laughs> list, obviously. Um and I was like, I think the questions. I think I missed the questions. I, I, <laughs> when she's asking me questions in the moment, a lot of times I'm like, oh my gosh, it's like having a four year old. Like this question after question after question. Mm. Uh, and and like when she's here, I'm like, okay. Uh, but then like some of her questions are really funny, <laughs> and like things I could never possibly know. Like, why do you think that? How cold do you think that horse is to wear a blanket? You know, like <laughs> I'm like. Where does that come from? <laughs> like, she has the most bizarre, weird questions, and I find that I, I miss those questions when she's gone. I would also think, too, that you miss her taking care of you in that I asked you, what did you have for dinner last night? Yes. And you shelved out a box of cheeses. Yes, I do miss that. <laughs> yeah. I eat better when she's home. Right. Yeah. But you don't realize, like you said, absence makes the heart grow fonder. You yeah. don't realize the things that she does for you until she's out of town. Yeah. So what is that thing you find that you appreciate about your spouse when they are gone and they, and they come home? And like, oh, yeah, I really do appreciate yeah. that. Okay. <laughs> Eight by five. <laughs> and you won't have to think long about it no. because it just comes straight it's, to your it, mind. It, You're like, oh, yeah. The phone should already be loaded up, especially if you're a guy. You should absolutely 100 <laughs> billion percent know this answer right off the top of your head. But if you need a second, that's fine. Eight five five. 33-WAY-FM. That's 855-33-WAY-FM. And it can work either way because actually women can appreciate things that, you know about their husband that they take for granted while they are yeah. in, around, you know? And so I think it could go either way for mm-hmm. sure. 855-33-WAY-FM is the number. What's that thing that you really find you appreciate about your spouse when they're gone? He's my chauffeur. He drives me everywhere. Uh, do you not like to drive? No. I mean, I will, but I have to do all the shopping, so I make him drive me everywhere, and he doesn't mind driving me as long as he can sit in the car. (laughs) I bet when you're gone, he doesn't drive anywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Next time you're gone, you should take an odometer reading before you leave of your car and then come back and see how many miles he's driven since you were gone. I bet it's five. I'm actually going on a trip in June, so I think I might do that yeah. just to see. But I don't, because I don't think he goes anywhere. He's like, oh, she's not here. I don't got to drive. That's right. <laughs> I love it, man. That's great, Jody. Thanks for being on with us today. Thanks. So for you, Courtney, what is that thing that you find you appreciate most when your spouse is gone? Um, his security. He always makes us feel really safe, and I kind of take that for granted because he's a firefighter and he's a night owl and I usually go to bed early and it's so annoying how he'll wake me up in the middle of the night because I'm such a light sleeper but then when he's gone I'm like I kind of miss that because I just you know he makes me feel like a lot more safe and secure at night. That's interesting you know he's on watch you know he's just holding it down and you have to be away from him constantly because of his work like is he like a a one-off two-on kind of thing or vice versa yeah 24 on 48 hours off and usually he's like he says he has to levitate when he comes in the room so he doesn't wake me up but then you know the other night i thought i heard a noise in the middle of the night and i wake up in a panic and he's like yeah see you say i'm annoying when i'm home but when i'm gone you sure do miss me i'm like i know i kind of take that for granted you know just because your husband always makes you feel like more safe and secure at night If something's going to go down, he's going to hopefully be the one there to protect you. (laughs) 
Yeah, it's funny because in Gavin's house, it's just the opposite. <laughs> he needs his wife around to feel safe. Yeah, he feels more safe yeah. because of Haley. <laughs> yeah. Uplifting Way FM. This is the Wally Show. When you read things like, hey, I'm asking for prayers for my best friend and her 12-year-old twins. They have a lot of anxiety. One is suicidal and was recently hospitalized, and they're getting professional help, but the professionals and them need the Lord's guidance and healing. You know that that's a tough thing in a family, and you just want your kids to be okay. And when they're not, you're not okay, and there's so much stress. The irony is your children have anxiety, but their anxiety can cause you to have anxiety over them. And it's just a mess, and you're like, man, I I wish there was someplace people could get help. Oh, my goodness. Like, that's why we have the prayer wall, which is great, because people can post prayer requests on the prayer wall, and that's exactly where this came from. And good people that go there and spend the time praying for people make a difference you know and it's really cool the way it kind of works yeah when you go to wayfm.com or when you text the word pray to 91979 we send you a link that takes you straight to the prayer wall you'll see all of these requests people have posted like the one that wally read similar ones you can pray for those people when you do you can see a little check mark to the side a little box that you can check in when you do that it sends a notification to that person that posted the request on on saying hey i prayed for you um they'll get that notification on their phone or through their email just saying you know just to be reminded that they're not alone in what they're facing see that's the thing i like about the prayer wall the most like it's great that you can go and you can write something down post it and and it it helps you like okay i did this it gets it off your chest a little bit or whatever and and that would be great in and of itself but the next level part of this is when people pray for you and you get another notification and you know you might get five right out of the gate and then later on you're going through life and your anxiety starting to come back in over it and then all of a sudden ding your phone goes off somebody else prayed for you it's just a reminder that people are lifting up your request to god and i think that that's the the greatest part of the mm-hmm. prayer wall and you can be a part of it you can post prayers and all i ask is that if you're going to go there and post one pray for one because that will help you too in the middle of what you're walking through but then you also get to be that part of the equation that does something great for somebody else and reminds them that they're not alone as well so we've got it for you it's at wayfm.com it's called the prayer wall or you can text the word pray to 91979 and we'll send you that link Coffee shops, poolside, back porch, picnic table at the park, at your kid's soccer practice. Just about anywhere can be your classroom when you decide to go back to school online at Colorado Christian University. I know I got my degree online and I actually did a homework at a campsite. I was uh, sitting around a campfire writing a paper. That is where I did some of my work that weekend. So life doesn't have to stop just because you go back to school to better yourself. You can work towards this future and this goal that you want to accomplish, and it doesn't have to totally consume you or derail your normal life with friends, your family, or what have you. And you can earn accredited degrees from Colorado Christian without ever setting foot on campus. So there really shouldn't be an excuse to not going back to school. If it's something you really want to do, you can do it. And all you have to do is go to ccu.edu slash Wally to learn more. And the other really important thing is that Colorado Christian is committed to cultivating the mind without compromising the heart. So check it out, ccu.edu slash Wally. Uplifting Way FM. Here's what's going on today. So you probably remember the name Duggar, the Duggar family from the TLC show, 19 Kids and Counting. It was a giant religious family who 
was an oddity to the rest of the world. But sadly, like some of the things the oldest brother Josh did made it clear that they were not immune, you know, and that messed up behaviors of this world, no matter how hard you try to isolate or insulate yourself from it, can happen, you know. And so the fourth daughter now, though, Ginger with a J, because they were all like Mm -hmm. Jim Bob and... They all started with J's. Exactly. And so she uh, has a book out and I don't really remember her because in these shows, a lot of times it's the first like three kids because they're older Mm -hmm. and they get all the time. And then the younger kids are just kind of there in background, you know. Mm -hmm. And so by the time I had stopped watching it, she might have been more prevalent. Uh, But she was the fourth daughter. And uh, basically, there is a book that she's written. And the initial headlines made it sound like she was renouncing her faith entirely like she was out i grew up like this i don't want to do this anymore but as you read into it that's not the case and i was kind of happy to see that you know it's like uh she talked about how she is renouncing the teachings that she grew up in in this church that they went to and for her the final straw was the pastor of the church stepped down after allegations of sexual harassment from young female members and she was like he's definitely a false prophet a false teacher and uh you know she likens it to a cult Mm. you know and it's tough because she says her parents still subscribe to the teachings but she's gone a different path not away from her faith but away from this man you know in his teachings right well and i guess i think family get-togethers would be very awkward now because i mean a lot of drama has happened between different family members and it's sad to see but how do you mend a family relationship like that well i mean you got to give grace and that's how we mend a lot of things and she actually said that she said i'm really grateful for my parents so it's not like she's throwing out her parents and their teachings and what they how they raised her she said uh they sought to give me the best life and you do what you think is best for your kids and and Mm. i i believe that but we're we're not always perfect yeah and i think that's a mature way of looking at it like your parents aren't perfect people they did the best with what they could and you take it for what it is yeah she said that she's still a devout christian so again this is what i was happy with because your faith becomes your own you know as you get older and sometimes the things that you were raised with you're like okay i don't know that i subscribe to that Mm -hmm. you know and she said i'm still a devout christian minus the long skirts and patriarchal rules that plagued my upbringing um and i'm taking a different approach with my young daughters uh but she is keeping them off social media and all of that stuff because she does see the dangers in that i think everybody should see that oh absolutely so i I thought there was like some good news inside of this beyond the headline Mm -hmm. and i think that's the thing the headline salacious you know walks away from her faith and it's like wait that's not what what's happening but that's the narrative that people want to tell Uplifting Way FM. This is the Wally Show. It's Tuesday, so we're doing a little time capsule Tuesday. We're Gavin, Betty, and I each pick a song and we play it from a year gone by, and then you get to decide which song we play more of here on the show. And it feels good to go back in time to some music. And this year we are going uh, all the way back to 1987. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Did you forget? I did. The one who Nin- chose it. <laughs> yeah. 1987. So how old were you in, in 87? I had just graduated high school. Wow. I graduated mm. in 86, so I would have been my first year out of school. Mm. And there were some doozies this year. Oh, 
87 is all about the synthesizers. Mm. I've realized it's a it's a little Casio piano, yeah. and then let's put a synthesizer on it. Well, I'm going to start with mine. It's I Still Believe by Rust Half, which kind of taps into a little bit of Michael Bolton in a way. Ooh. Uh, kind of that raspy voice and uh, very, very passionate and powerful. Oh, I still There's the keyboards Betty was talking about. Yeah, I kind of don't. You know what? I'm going to say I don't hate this, so... Yeah, really? I'm a fan. That's why I picked I it. I like it. It was from my era. That's kind of fun. Yeah, it's not bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, next is uh, Gavin. What do you got? I have got uh, Mr. Michael W. Smith. Oh, you you and, shot right down the middle. Well, this is a version of him that I personally have never like heard of. I mean, okay. he's been doing this for so long, but he feels like he's tapping into maybe like kind of with uh, Rust Half, like just a little bit of raspiness. What's the song called? This is called Emily. I don't know the song. I didn't know oh, it either. Okay, this will be cool. <laughs> yeah, just so you know, your mic is still on Sorry. rock. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, what in the world? Oh my goodness gracious, <laughs> this is atrocious. Oh, am I on? Okay. Gosh, that wow. was just a lot. It makes me want to clear my throat a little well, bit. Yeah. Like he's I'm, trying to pass a kidney stone. Yeah. yeah. He, he, he was very emotive. And again, Looking like... Yeah. Super... I mean, he's a miracle. a miracle, man. He just—he is a daily reminder that there is a God, uh, because like, like a very nasally voice like yeah. that, you would think wouldn't have made it, but he had something to say, and God used him uh, in a big way. Uh, so uh, <laughs> here we go, Betty Rock. What's yours? All right, mine is BB and CC Winans with I owe you oh, me. don't know if any one of ours was good. Yeah, it's a slow jam. Uh, you know, I, I get it. I, I get it. I, I, could, I, I, I can kind of hear it. A little Boy Meets World, uh, or what? Boy Meets Girl from that time. Oh, There's a band. Oh. Uh, oh. Yeah, so, I mean, I get it. I, again, I was alive in this thing. Gavin wasn't even alive. Nope. I was, uh, you know, a teenager. I was about to turn two. Yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> Uh, it explains why you guys picked the songs you did. Yeah. Uh, so, all right. So now you get to decide. You've heard all three options. Which song do you want to go back in time with us for and with right now? 855-33-WAY-FM. Which one sounded the best to you? Which one do you remember? Which one gives you great memories and why? 855-33-WAY-FM. Lifting Way FM. This is the Wally Show. Vicky, you've heard all the hooks of the different songs that are up for your consideration here for Time Capsule Tuesday. Back to 1987. Which song do you want to hear today? 
Uh, Ooh, I still believe that was oh. my selection. I still believe that. Vicky, what made you decide on that one out of all the three? Because I'm like Wally. I was a rocker. Vicky, what year were you born? 1970. Okay, so you're only two years uh, younger than me. Okay, so I'm guessing that you have to have been born back then to appreciate the music of the 80s. Because, yeah. I mean, I just don't see anything good about it. Well, because that's what your high school days. You, you always, like, love the music from your high school time. Which would have been the 90s for you, Rock. Yeah, but I'm not too crazy about the 90s. Well, your dad raised you well. Uh, you know, like you're like a 60s kid, you know. Uh, so all the way back to 1987, we are going to do Russ Taff, I still believe. Outside of Striper, this is probably about as rocky as it got. So it's Time Capsule Tuesday. Vicky, thank you. You are most welcome. FM, this is the Wally Show. If you ever want to email me with whatever's on your mind, it's just Wally at WayFM.com. And uh, sometimes you even make it onto the show. Uh, this one started off with the subject line, I'm offended. Here's how I do my email. Okay, so it was last night. I see this subject line in my email, and I'm like, oh, okay. So I, I go through 25 other emails first answering those, and I <laughs> saved it for dessert. Uh, because I'm like, okay, here we go. I'm going to have an argument. All right. All right. I'm ready to go. I'm mentally ready for this now. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it says, I'm offended. Uh, I was listening to your uh, podcast on January 10th. We have a podcast we do every day after the show. It's free. You can just uh, get it by searching TWS or uh, texting TWS to 91979. Uh, but I'm hearing Betty talk about uh, the SNL skit with Keenan. And Betty does a small impression of Keenan and his. Uh, talking about Lindsey Buckingham. OMG, why has Betty not done this impression before? She sounds just like him. I love it. I can't stop laughing. I'm offended that you all have not done this before. You. Yeah, Thank I was so you. glad I saved that for, and it was like a nice surprise. I'm like, oh, good, someone's not mad at us. Yeah, that's awesome. Oh, yeah. Lindsay. Yeah. Oh, Lindsay, you forgive me, Lindsay. Betty does like one impression. Uh, no, I can do multiple yeah. impressions. Oh, yeah. I can do like They're all one okay. Mel Gibson. Yeah, I can do Mel Gibson. Never take off Not Mel Gibson. I can do. Oh, oh. wait, that is. Yeah, that one was, I can yeah. do Aaron Neville. Yeah. I don't know who my- Okay, I stand corrected. She's pretty great. Uh, This one is... Okay. From Rebecca. She says, I just want to share something cool that happened. My nephew was at my house, and I'm part of the Music Team 10. Those are people that help us select the music. I was voting on songs, and See Me Through It by Brandon Heath came up. That's a great song. I know you're going to see me through it. If anybody can, you can. And it was playing the clip because, yeah, you'll get if you're part of the music team 10, you'll get clips uh, that you listen to and you help decide which songs get added because you're like, oh, I like this. I don't like this. But my nephew was next to me and I saw him dancing out of the corner of my eye. And I don't know much about his exposure to Christian music at home. So I thought it was pretty cool and it was catchy to dance to. And so I'm like, yeah, that's it, man. Kids are listening. And that's the cool thing about 
uh, you know, Way FM, and you can share your faith sometimes accidentally or, mm-hmm. you know, subtly as well. And you never know where this kind of stuff goes. So if you ever want to email me, it's just that simple, Wally at WayFM.com. And now for some good news. I've lived in Way FM. This here's the Wally Show with a roundup of some good news stories because the regular news is a little bit of a bummer, and we call it good news. Giddy up. I'm going to start off. Uh, there's a guy in New York that found out his wrecked car had actually helped a family escape the war in Ukraine. You're like, how? Did, yeah, exactly. That was my first question. He was in a wreck. His insurance company totaled it. It was a 2014 Jetta, and uh, there was a guy in Ukraine that bought it for $2,000, had it shipped over, and actually ended up being the vehicle that he used to evacuate his wife and kids uh, from the fighting in Ukraine. And he had found a piece of uh, you know information about the original owner, like in the glove box, and contacted him oh, and wow. let him know. Yeah, yeah. Wow. isn't that crazy? Like your car saved my family's life. That's How crazy awesome. is that? Uh, good news, giddy up, Gavin. Go. There are two 12 year olds in Massachusetts. They recently went hiking and they found a grenade. Oh, wow. In a pile of trash. So they took a picture, remembered they were, and went and got an adult. The town's chief of police called them wicked smart. Yeah. For how they handled it, and it turned out it was a real grenade, so they did handle it very good. It wasn't alive. Though. Oh, like okay. it was it wasn't live. Sure. I had a friend that had a grenade collection, uh, and and he was not stable, but they were all not <laughs> live. But we like good call. It, yeah, it, yeah, Scary. definitely good. But I love this my favorite part of that story is they're wicked smart. Like that's what the police chief Massachusetts. Says. That's so great. Uh good news, giddy up, Betty Rocco. There's a YouTube star, his name is Jimmy Donalds Donaldson, but he likes to go by Mr. Beast. Mm, I've seen oh, this. Guy. Okay. Well, anyways, he's in the news for some good. He helped a thousand people be able to get cataract surgery so that's that they awesome. could see again. These people had been uh considered legally blind because of their cataracts and they just couldn't afford the surgery. Mainly uh, some of them were from homeless shelters and free clinics in Florida but he was able to pay for all of those cataract surgeries. He does this thing where he goes and he'll do these big things and give money to people at random like and you're like where does this come from? Is it people just like donating to his YouTube channel and he does it? I don't know the the backstory of him. Hmm. I think that he gets because he gets his videos are the most viewed videos on YouTube. He has the most subscribers wow. on YouTube. Yeah. And I don't 100% know how YouTube revenue works, but sure. I think it's the you know the revenue that comes from these 50 million viewed videos, and then he turns around and just uses it to you know pour into other people's lives. This that's guy's only 24 years old, by the that's way. That's crazy. Wow. Good on him. And then it, it actually becomes a thing that yeah. just keeps rolling that way, that the videos fund more goodness. That's kind of cool. Finally, someone's using social media for something good. <laughs> Uplifting Way FM. News can be a little heavy, so we like to do news-ish. Here's Gavin. We've gotten to this point where if you are not on social media, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, then you really are like an outsider. You're like, you're very rare to find people like that. It's interesting because we have the show social media and I'll post on that and Betty Rock runs that thing. But I uh, don't have any social media personally. I don't have a, I don't have a single account personally, and it's which I love. great for you because yeah. you don't have to go and you're not tempted to get into like arguments that are Mm-mm. unimportant on social media media and i remember my parents were pretty cautious with me getting on social media in the first place i was probably 16 years old when they allowed me to have facebook for the first really? time and according That's good parenting actually well according to the u.s surgeon general they actually recommends that kids who are 13 years old shouldn't get on social media and that parents should wait until their kids are around 16 to 18 years old to 
let them dive into that world. Because like Facebook and Instagram and stuff like that, their criteria is you got to be 13. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are kids that have it way before then, and I just I don't think it's healthy. No. We waited with my daughter till she was 13, and it, we still had to monitor it. You've got to be super involved as a parent, and it takes extra work, honestly, if you're going to let them have it. In retrospect... You know, because there's a weird thing where you're like, well, just don't let your kids have social media. But then you're like, okay, I want them to be plugged in in their world, Mm -hmm. too. And this is their world. And you kind of go back and forth on it. If I had it all to do over again, I think I would have held out and been like, let's go 15 at least. You know, I even analyze it from a today standpoint. Yes, I think it's like essential in terms of interacting with the modern world. But I would have so much time back on my hands if I never jumped on social media. I think I'd get less frustrated with people. I might not, you know, catch certain news things because I don't watch the news. But I think I'd be a happier person without it. You'd know how to interact with people, like, (laughs) in general. Like, I still remember this day, uh, this guy who uh, was calling my daughter. I think my daughter was maybe 13 or 14. And so this kid calls her, like a phone call. Uh-oh. And she's like, the phone's ringing. It's it's Carter. What do I do? What do, what do I do? I'm like, you answer the phone. Talk she, to him. She's like, I don't I don't know what to do. And it wasn't like <laughs> it wasn't even like a love interest. It was just a friend of hers. Like she, because they were so used to texting and interacting that way. I'm like, pick up the phone. And so I think you lose some social skills, honestly, with all of the time you spend online. <laughs> I think that was one of the things they mentioned too, is that it stunts your social growth yeah. and I feel like that's your most transformative years of your entire life is like you're trying to figure out who you are and if you're figuring out who you are on the internet as opposed to in the real world I think it's going to be a really confusing life you're leading and that's the irony it's called social media and it's supposed to connect you but it can actually make you antisocial and disconnected mm-hmm. as well and so yeah definitely if you're a parent navigating these things today you got to make your own call based on your kid and your situation but regardless of what age you let them have it you definitely want to monitor it and be in on it and Mm -hmm. set the rules right out of the gate. Hey, I'm letting you have this, but guess what? I own your phone. I own your room. I own you. Okay? (laughs) But it's true. Like Your kid's got a better chance at coming out like remotely unscathed from their teenage years if you're involved. You know, absolutely. So there you go. A little advice from an old parent. Uplifting Way FM. This is The Wally Show. Gavin pulled a amazing... marriage man move the other day yeah we uh i went to this antique store which a few months ago my wife had seen an entertainment center at saying she loved it but at the time we had some trips coming up we were like oh let's not make this financial decision to buy this now and so a few months later i'm in this place where i've saved up a little bit and i'm like oh maybe i'll go back and check and see if it's there get it for her and surprise her and i even asked her to borrow you know her forerunner because it would fit in that instead of my honda civic and i went to the store it wasn't there because it's an antique store and you never know when things are going to get bought mm-hmm. and so here's I, where gavin made the genius move yeah. though is he went home and he told his wife what he was trying to do yeah mm-hmm. so i had the best intentions in the world i was going to get to the entertainment center i'm so sorry uh, it was gone so now she's you know bummed that it wasn't there mm-hmm. but she's so thankful for the kind caring yeah. husband that she has and it didn't cost him a dime no not like at all. that's why it's genius he gets brownie points for doing the right thing and it cost him nothing 
That's so smart. And that's what marriage is all about. Absolutely. I, amen. It is a game and a negotiation, and you got to outgame your partner. Wow. So, <laughs> um, not that marriage is a competition, but brownie points can help when you mess up later yeah. on, or it can just help in a, in a way that you didn't see coming. Okay, now I contend that I know women are always dealing out brownie points. Oh, here's some brownie points for you. Here's some brownie points for you. As guys, we realize we can never cash them in. No. Like, you never. there's not a bank that you can go to and be like, hey, remember that time? I know you're mad at me now, but remember the, uh, the entertainment center and I got seven brownie points? I'd like to cash in six of those right now. Well, maybe you shouldn't have made me mad to begin with. Exactly, because the brownie points don't matter. <laughs> like, that's that's the fallacy in our system. The system's broken. Take we it need up to with fix someone it. who cares. Exactly. We need to fix the system here. But I am curious, okay? So, Gavin got brownie points that he can never cash in, but he got them. So he's just he's wealthy in brownie points. Uh, <laughs> I am curious. What is the last thing that you, as a woman, gave your husband brownie points for? Whether he can cash them in with you or not doesn't matter. But what was the last thing that you're like, man, that was awesome. You get brownie points, sir. <laughs> it might actually give some guys good ideas too of like, you know what? This is how I should better treat my wife, regardless of. Again, I cannot cash these in. Right. They're good for nothing except strengthening my marriage. You know. So. <laughs> Eight five five thirty three way FM is the number. That's eight five five three three way FM. We love having you on the show with us, and uh, we'd love your perspective here as a woman. What was the last thing you gave brownie points to your husband for? What is the last thing you gave brownie points to your husband for, Heather? My husband cleans the living room without me having to ask him. He knows that cleaning. My love language. Oh, nice. Now, wow. did it pay off for him in any way? Of course, I made him dinner and dessert. Oh, nice. Okay. So, the so transactional. See, it, do, it does work. Yeah. Like, if you do something nice for me, I'll do something nice for you. That's the secret to marriage. Exactly. <laughs> now, Heather, what was the last thing you did to get brownie points with him? Oh, I do his laundry every week. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's his wife. Y- I yeah. think that's enough in itself. See, again, I think that's where this is like kind of messed up the way you view this as women. <laughs> like, I'm always doing stuff. But you don't know? you think it's a little messed up that he's a grown man that needs a woman to do his laundry? Uh, no, uh, I don't actually, because my wife does mine. <laughs> um, so I think it's pretty uh-huh. great. <laughs> yeah. What was the last time you actually gave some brownie points out, Haley, to your husband? Last night, because my husband and I are nine months pregnant, and I have been telling him he needs to be prepared to deliver my baby if it comes <laughs> on the way to the hospital. And he finally read his first partner book last night, and now everything's good in the world. Oh, <laughs> I thought you were going to say he bought a catcher's mitt. <laughs> I'm ready. All right, Amy, what was the last thing your husband got some brownie points from you for? Well, um, my mother is 91 years old, and we are looking at moving her over. Um, it's going to be a move from a different state. And I was looking at assisted living facilities near me and not expecting my husband to come to the meeting or anything. He would be at work all day. So um, I show up for the meeting, and he's already at the door there waiting for me just to be supportive. Oh, that's so great, because that's a hard thing for you. And the fact that he, you know, showed up for you, even if he wasn't going to do anything, but he's just there. That's really cool. 
It was. He, he was very helpful and even asked questions I wouldn't have thought about. So he was he was wonderful. Real quick, he hadn't gotten fired that day, did he? <laughs> <laughs> I got nowhere else to be. <laughs> no, thank goodness. <laughs> Random acts of audio. Uplifting Way FM, this is The Wally Show, and today's random act of audio comes to you kind of from me, but courtesy of Betty and Gavin and a little thing we like to call a conspiracy. <laughs> well, what? we have um, cameras that are in the studio filming 24-7 to catch, you know, little crazy things that might happen. Uh, Wally is addicted to his Dunkin' Donuts coffee, and when I say coffee, I use that term loosely because it's really not coffee, it's just liquid sugar. Um, but when he gets it, he becomes a different person. That's what Gavin and I have told him. He doesn't believe us. I'm Thank a delight, you. actually. I'm better. <laughs> well, him alone without sugar is hyper enough. It's but, a 10. <laughs> yeah, but him on sugar is so hyper, I can't even explain mm. it. So we put together a video depicting what it's like being around Wally when he's hopped up on his coffee. Okay, and you can see the video. Just text the word hyper to 91979, and we'll send you the link because it's on our socials. Uh, but here's a little bit of me in, in, in my purest form, in my happiest <laughs> moment. Ooh, oh, I see the foam on top. He got the foam on top. It's a big one. First smell test. Hot dang, they've done it again. Duncan. Woo! Woo! My heart will explode today. <laughs> I'm dancing there. Just random, spontaneous dancing. Woo! Jesus, take the wheel. Oh, you did your makeup. You didn't even eat it today. I gotta go now. <laughs> And you might be wondering face. what that was. It's a can of air that you use to blow off computer, uh, you know, things dust. and dust. Uh, but I had gotten Dunkin' Donuts coffee on my beard, and I was using it to dry my beard. Ingenious. Yeah, so the part of this, it's like, you know, you listen to 30 seconds of that. That's not just 30 <laughs> seconds. That's no. three or four, four hours. hours of him doing all of that. It's yeah. a lot. Yeah, it is a lot, but it's glorious. And mm. so, yeah, so check it out. Yeah, so text the word HYPER to 91979. We'll send you the link. You guys are lucky. We did a coffee run yesterday, and uh, there was oh, no one yeah. that worked there. Like, they were closed. And I, we even paid online. I So they owe me a coffee. So no. buckle up, no. buttercup. I'm getting it tomorrow. <laughs> I'll never forget taking my first compassion trip and we went to Ghana, Africa. When we got there to the site, there was this little girl. She was six years old. I later found out her name was Vivian and she would not let go of my hand. She followed me everywhere I went on that site. And later I got to uh, meet her family. I met her mother and her siblings and they all lived in this little mud hut. I mean, it wasn't big at all. And when I looked at Vivian, she had the biggest smile on her face and she was just happy to be there, just happy to be with us. And it made such an impact in my life that I wanted to sponsor her right then and there. <laughs> because of my sponsorship for Vivian through Compassion, I'm able to write letters back and forth with her. I'm now getting updated photos. And now I think she's even taller than me, which is crazy to think. But I'm also able to see how my sponsorship is providing the food food, clean water, and other support that she needs and her family needs to live the best life possible. And I can only imagine now with the pandemic, war, and weather disasters, there are so many other families like Vivian's who are dealing with hunger. So maybe you want to make an impact and sponsor your own Vivian. Just click the compassion banner when you go to wayfm.com. 
Uplifting Way FM. If it ain't broke, it's what your people magazine would sound like with a southern accent. Don't fix it. It's the Rock Report with Betty Rock. Japanese organizing consultant Marie Kondo became a household name after her Netflix show Tidying Up with Marie Kondo inspired many to declutter anything that didn't spark joy. Choose items that spark joy for you. I never saw this. <laughs> I, I like because I, I like I tried to watch it once, but then it, it was like that, and I I would get lost in it. Yeah, yeah. Well, while she's never forced her way of cleaning onto anyone, some parents felt she was setting the bar too high on how a home with children should look. It definitely does look different. Like, and yeah. and it's okay. You know, kids make a little mess, and they have things out. And and I know some parents are like, everything has to be completely always clean. And that's just not reality, man. Right. Well, Marie is now a mom of three. In a recent interview, she admitted that her home was messy. Well, good. But Marie has come to terms with it. She stated that before she was a mother, she found joy in spending her time tidying up. But now her time is better spent finding joy in playing with her kids. You know what? That's healthy. That's Mm -hmm. good because you can get so... Uh, focused on the way things look and mm-hmm. you know and you miss out on the joy with your kids of the mess so sometimes the mess exactly. is the best yeah <laughs> it really is look at that but that doesn't mean she's put tidying on the back burner she actually has come up with three helpful tips okay on how to tidy up with kids around Ooh. So first is narrate as you tidy. So that means explain to your kids what you're doing together. And when you're explaining, make sure to have a smile on your face so that they realize it's a positive activity. Not a chore. Do you guys ever remember the clean up song? Clean yep. up, clean up, everybody pick them up, clean up, clean up. It's time to do your part. I don't remember nope. going like that. How did you remember it? Everybody do your share. Clean up, clean up. Everybody everywhere. Oh, okay. Oh. Well, there you go. Same <laughs> same principle. Both great. Yeah. Uh, a second rule is make tidying playful. So make sure they understand that playing and tidying go together and always encourage them to tidy up after playing. So make sure that it's always what's expected. Yeah. If I had a kid, like a young kid anymore, like a boy, and I wanted to put his clothes away, I would put a basketball hoop over his lawn. Hamper. Yeah. You know, he'd so. find a way, though, to still put it in the, on the floor. Well, he's going to miss. Guys miss it everything. Yeah. <laughs> and then lastly, give everything a home. So if your child knows where certain toys go, they can help with cleaning. Oh, there you go. There you go. Hey, those are all good Three tips. tips. I think those are good tips for keeping the house clean, but I do think that the most important tip is don't let that run your life. You yes. know, that it's okay to live in a little bit of mess here and there. And have a little forgiveness for yourself, too. Absolutely. Well, there you go. That's going to do it for your rock report. Thank you, Lady Rock. Uplifting Way FM, this is The Wally Show, and I came across this list of things that you should never do in a restaurant, you know, and I thought, okay, like they say, um, don't forget to wash your hands after handling the menu because it's one of the grossest places, you know, they don't ever wipe the menus down. I know, sorry to ruin your uh, next eating out there, Betty Rock. Um don't send food back just because it's not what you expected. If it was cooked wrong, send it back. But mm-hmm. if you're like, oh, I thought it was going to be better tasting or whatever. Right. That makes sense. Um, don't leave gross stuff on the table for them to clean up. Yeah. You know, police yourselves a little bit. But this one was interesting. Don't rearrange the tables on your own. Because um, a lot of times you show up and you've got like a big group or whatever. Like, oh, here, let's just pull this table over. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I'm guilty of that. And I didn't think about this, too, but because restaurants are... 
segmented, you could be pulling a table from another server station and it messes up their thing and then they've got to be like, well, that's my table, but ah. I didn't do it. Those people did it, you know, kind of thing. Well, just half the tip that you well, get. No, uh-uh. That's a, you can, no way. You gotta, oh, can't do that. Well, then what are we supposed to do? I don't know. Did, well, not move the tables yourselves. Say, but hey, I want to move them. I know, but th- that's the point of this is that this, this person is saying, this is what you should not do at my job, okay? I know you want to. And I know you think you're entitled to. And I know that you think you are the center of the universe, Miss Rock. No, but don't I'm touch not, my no, table. I'm just saying if you don't want it, right. then nail the tables down. No. So we then cannot move them. Show us what another option. Yeah, okay. Well, not moving them and asking somebody is the other option. <laughs> so here's the thing. All right, this is the conversation I want to have though. Is that what are the things that people should not do at your job, okay? Like, so this one that we found out, don't move the tables, please. Um, what about, like, you know, if you went to a hair uh, place, you know, don't tidy up her hair station because it doesn't look the way you want it yet, you know? Ooh, yeah. yeah. 855-33-WAY-FM. That's 855-33-WAY-FM. What are those things people should never do at your job? What is that thing that you think people should never do? So I work at a jewelry store and people come in to get their rings clean and when they can't get them off, they will lick their finger mm. or stick their entire finger in their mouth yeah. and then hand us their ring. Do you guys have a plan for that? Like, do you have like a substance under the counter, like butter that you could give them so they don't lick their <laughs> finger? Well, actually we use Windex. Oh, that's a good idea. Windex will get your ring off. So maybe when a new client comes in before they could even take off their ring. You just offer them the Windex before it. Well, we try, but they put that finger in their mouth so fast. (laughs) I can't even get the Windex out. What are those things that people, when they come to your job, should just not do, Andrea? Donate things to a homeless shelter that they would not use themselves. Yes. From your lips to God's ears. I think people treat you know, uh, homeless shelters, or they treat Goodwill as a dumping ground. Like, they don't know where to take something to throw it out. And so they're like, oh, well, let's just take it to Goodwill. They'll take it. They'll use mm-hmm. it. And Goodwill ends up having to throw out stuff, or a homeless shelter has to end up throwing out stuff. We spend a lot of money getting rid of things that people donate that they don't want to use for themselves, but they tell us, well, the people that live at your shelter are homeless, so they'll appreciate it. We're working with our families to help them reinstill their dignity and their self-worth. And so we're not going to give them things that are gross and dirty or torn or broken. That doesn't help. And I don't believe it honors the Lord. What's the craziest thing you've seen try and be donated? We get really disgusting things. Things that we've turned away are like a broken stroller. I mean, you're not going to put a child in that. So what are we going to do with it? Yeah, here's a three-wheeled stroller. Look, they're homeless. They should be happy to get this. No. Right. But go out and buy a new one. You want to do something good? Go buy a new one and donate it to a homeless shelter. That would be cool. Right. Well, Andrew, we definitely appreciate the work that you do on behalf of uh, people that are kind of struggling and that you take it so seriously and you respect and honor them. That's awesome. Thank you. What's that for you? Well, I'm a school bus driver, and um, my goal is safety of our children always. And we have a lot of drivers who are in a hurry, and they think it's okay to speed up past the sign. What if the sign, and I'm asking for Betty, what if the sign is on its way out, and you're kind of in that mid-range of, like, I'm right right beside the bus. Do you stop, like, and you'd end up beside, like, the bus or near the front, or do you keep going at that point? 
Um, I think that uh, when you see that yellow flashing light, you should slow down and go ahead and stop. It's always best to err on the side of caution. Uh, we're talking about our children here. I feel like this is a no-brainer. When you see the stop sign coming off of a school bus, you know to stop. But Absolutely. some people just have no idea. Well, some people beat up and try to get past it. That's right. true. It's kind of like trying to beat a yellow light, you know? Yeah. I think some people look at it that way. And you're, you're absolutely right. Err on the side of caution because it could be a life and death decision. Oh, I hate goodbyes, but there's still more fun to be found through our YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Just search Wally Show. Don't forget to join our exclusive potty Facebook group. You can find the link in the description of this podcast. And thanks to Colorado Christian University Online and United Faith Mortgage for supporting what we do.